Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. It's helpful in any war to know your enemy and to know your enemy's strategy, right? If you know your enemy's strategy, then you're able to fight against it. So we're in a war. You know that, right? It's not just like a a war of this world, but it's a war for eternal life. God, the saints and the angels in the church triumphant want us to live with them forever in heaven. The devil and his demons want us to live forever in hell with them. The war is over my soul and your soul. So that that's the war that we're in. Okay, so we know that. Oh, I'm in a war. If you don't know you're in a war, you're going to have a hard time winning it, <laughs> right? You're in a war. The second is we have an enemy. We know who our enemy is. And the third is what's his strategy? And we can learn a lot about his strategy from the way that we see him operate from the book of Genesis onward, but also from Jesus's prayer today. John 17 is called the high priestly prayer of Jesus. A priest is one who intercedes with God on behalf of the people, right? That's what priests are. They call this the priestly prayer because Jesus, notice when I was even proclaiming the gospel, I didn't look at you because Jesus is praying to the Father. He's not, you know, this prayer is a prayer to the Father on behalf of you. He's not really talking to us at all. (laughs) He's talking to the Father on behalf of us. That's why it's a priestly prayer. And in this priestly prayer of Jesus that happens at the Last Supper, it's right before he goes into the agony in the garden, what is the main theme, if you had to pick it out? He says it over and over and over again. Father, that they may be one. That they may be one, Father. That they may be one. Just as you and I are one, that they may be one. He keeps praying that. How does that reveal part of the devil's strategy? Because the devil's strategy is always to do the same thing, which is what? Divide and conquer. You've heard me say this a lot, but... The name for the devil is diabolos, diabolo, which means to throw against itself. So the very word devil is the divider. Where do we see it? At the very beginning. Did did he really tell you not to eat that apple? Come on. It's just an apple. See how he's just getting in there right between God and Eve, right? Just... Just nice little division right there. It's not like God, you know, he doesn't, it's subtle. And then it gets bigger. As, as, as we begin to take in the lies, then he gets bolder, right? Did he really tell you not to? He doesn't want you to eat that because he knows if you eat that, you'll become like him. What's he say? What's the devil say? God's against you. He's hiding something from you. And then what happens? 
she eats the apple. And God says to Adam, why'd you eat the apple? What's Adam do? Huh, she gave it to me. Right? <laughs> so all of a sudden, division between God and Adam and Eve, division between Adam and Eve, right? Division with the earth. You'll now bring forth fruit by the sweat of your brow. Division in ourselves. It's there from the very beginning, the devil's strategy. And then what happens to the children of Adam and Eve? Cain kills his brother. The, the epitome of division. I kill you to eliminate you. So, look at the world, look at our country, look at the church, look at our marriages, look at our families. It's a good strategy, isn't it? <laughs> the devil, it's working. It's working. How do we combat it? What's the antidote? The first place of division is my own heart. So before I go out and try and create unity with my spouse, in my family, in my church, that's what the world wants us to do, right? Look past yourself and try and create unity out there. No, no, no. It starts here. It starts with my own heart. What's the division in your own heart? Are you divided from yourself? What do you mean, Father Joe? How can I be divided from myself? Well, have you ever uttered the phrase, I hate myself, or I can't believe I did that? That's, <laughs> this is this division. We have to be whole, one in ourselves. And then when we're one, then I can go out into the world and be a conduit for unity. Then I can relate to my spouse properly. Then I can deal with my children properly. Then I can deal with the world. You know, it's like, but it doesn't start with me trying to get the Republicans and Democrats to just speak nice to each other. You know, that's like what we keep saying. We should be more civil. This, no, I mean, yes, but no. Is this heart and that heart and that heart and that heart and that heart? Individual hearts being healed to become one now I can be in right relationship with you. And now maybe us two can have an impact. And then maybe us four can have an impact. And then maybe us six can have an impact. That the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Love is the great healer. It's been sunny in Pittsburgh, which is possibly the greatest miracle that I've witnessed in the last few months. You go into the sun and you let the sun wash over you to warm you. You come into the presence of the Lord the same way to let him wash over you and warm you. It's his love that heals our hearts. I become one and then I can take that oneness out and help to create oneness so as to overcome the strategy of the evil one.